Are you ready to experience the future of men's skincare? Look no further than Rival Soaps. They're here to revolutionize the way men care for their skin. They firmly believe that men need smooth, hydrated skin too. It's time to break free from outdated stereotypes and show the world that skin care is for everyone. At Rival Soaps, they understand that quality matters. Their products may not be the cheapest on earth, but you get what you pay for, and that's a clean you can truly feel. Once you try the high quality skincare, there's no going back. They are committed to offering their customers a variety of the latest products, all made from natural and vegan friendly ingredients that are safe for all skin types. The mission is simple to promote hydrated skin and that irresistibly smooth feel you've always wanted. And it's tailored toward men, ensuring you smell good, feel good, and look great. So why wait? Embrace the Rival Soaps experience today and redefine what it means to care for your skin. Join them in breaking the stigma and let your confidence shine through. Because when you use Rival Soaps, it's not just skincare, it's a statement. A link to their website will be in this episode's description, so check it out. Yes, cinemablend.com. I haven't heard of it either. It says, headline, Disney's new cruise ship has a $100,000 room. And guess what? Somebody just booked it. <laughs> yes, Disney's newest cruise ship has an insanely priced room, but it found someone willing to pay for the damn thing. Disney vacations, whether at theme parks or cruise ships, are usually a bit more expensive than the competition. Yes, if you're a Disney fan, then, you know, this is something that you just have to accept. But sometimes even the price of Disney gets astronomical. Just ask the people who visited the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. Then, but this is not to say there's always going to be people willing to pay the price. I mean, as in the case of the Disney's, Disney Treasure, Disney's newest cruise ship doesn't sail for more than a year. But somebody just spent $100,000 for the most expensive room on the ship. Now, I'm recording this on 9-17. You guys usually don't hear it for a few days. But reservations for the first voyages of the Disney Treasure were made available today, as of me recording this right now. Specifically for members of the Pearl Castaway Club, the highest level of Disney Cruise Line veterans. Other members of the Castaway Club, and then the general public. <laughs> you can't give the general public a cool name. I mean, you got the Castaway Club, and then... The general public. I mean, that Really? We'll be given access to make reservations in the coming days. Why don't you just call them the cool people and the assholes? That's how you see us anyway. This, <laughs> this is crazy. Yeah, $100,000 room. And somebody just booked it. Nobody expects a two-story suite. Yeah, I said two-story suite. That sleeps eight people to be inexpensive. This is the cruise line with a $5,000 Star Wars cocktail. I'm serious. But the price tag on this one is pretty extreme, even by Disney Cruise Line standards. I mean, at the same time, at least some of the premium prices could be explained, kind of. Maiden Voyage, you know, prices are higher than the standard Disney Treasure trips. Prices for standard cabins are more than double the cost for the Maiden Voyage compared to other sailings. In addition, this is what Disney says. This particular maiden voyage is taking place over Christmas in 2024, a popular time for cruises. 
That's crazy. <laughs> it's only $14,000 a night, Disney says. Oh, well. <laughs> Sorry, Disney. I didn't mean to judge. Wow. And we still don't know who booked the damn room. But considering it's Disney, I mean, this $10,000 room is probably going to be like, you know, just any room on a carnival cruise. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you pay, it's Disney. You pay $10,000 for a room and you find out that it's like a prison mattress on the floor. And <laughs> that's probably what you're getting. Welcome to Disney kids. And welcome to no disclosure. This podcast is brought to you by Asylum 817 Productions, Prevail Guitar Works, Spotify, and DistroKid. This podcast is where we go on the news, see what's happening in the world, and based like fine, expensive turkeys in the sheer audacity and craziness that is our news media. This is from Marka.com. A naked woman. Ooh, are there, are there pictures? Oh, there are. There's a video. Okay, the only time I didn't want, I, I, I didn't want you guys to blur anything. And here we go. I finally got my payback. I finally got... See, I knew it would happen for me someday. We've had what? Throughout the course of the show, three, four reports of crazy naked dudes walking around, and CBS and Fox doesn't blur the footage. Now, I finally get to see a naked woman that they didn't blur the footage. Thank you. Jeez. I'm all about equality. <laughs> Not only for <laughs> the footage... But for the podcaster that has to cover the shit, I've looked at many, many uh, overly suntanned, really ashy, saggy pair of balls. Didn't want to see that. I don't mind this. Goes on a wild rampage. Nude. Destroys a bar in Malaga. Where the fuck is Malaga? Oh, Spain. As bewildered staff watch on. And I'm watching footage of it right now. Yeah, stark naked. Stumbles into a bar. Destroys the entire fucking terrace. The motives behind the aggression are not known. God knows what it is. But the woman appears to have some sort of verbal disagreement with staff before picking up various chairs and tables of the terrace and throwing them into the adjacent road. I wonder what the verbal disagreement was about. <laughs> I wonder if it has anything to do with her lack of apparel. The waiters, who watch on incredulously at the beginning, <laughs> eventually decide that enough was enough and stopped her in her tracks. At the end of the video, she shouts the word sexist. Yeah, let that uh, let that sink in there. I'm going to watch the footage again. <laughs> Can we blow this up? Yay, full screen. She, wow, is she naked. Lifting up chairs. Holy shit, this lady's nuts. Oh, wait a minute. I think she's wearing underwear. She is. She's. Oh, she slapped a dude. Wow. Do people from Florida visit Spain a lot? Because I'm seeing some similarities here to some stuff that we kind of already know. Are you sure? She's native from Spain. <laughs> maybe that's where Florida man migrated from, you know? Maybe that's where the <laughs> Florida man originated. That is the cradle of civilization for Florida man. I'm sorry, Italy. I don't mean to diss you like that. <laughs> it's probably not the case at all. I, I'm sorry. That's an insult to Italy. This is from roadandtrack.com. What's up with these websites today? Masked boot girls. Okay, just hear me out for a minute. <laughs> Masked boot girls are freeing booted cars all over Atlanta. Yeah, for $50, they'll take a boot off your car. Holy shit. Do you know how fucking illegal that is? <laughs> oh, I gotta say, 
The word vigilante has a negative connotation. <laughs> These, <laughs> you know, Merriam-Webster says the word is of Spanish origin. It means watchman or guard. Call the boot girls in Atlanta vigilantes if you want. Seems apt, I guess. Two women seem to be on a mission to remove boots from cars in their city. Fucking A. You get caught? Oh, shit. You know, boots. For those of you outside of the U.S., I don't know what you call them. Those annoying, clunky metal devices that clamp onto one of your wheels and prevent your car from going anywhere? Becoming a point of content in Georgia's capital city? Some residents are frustrated with what they say is excessive booting by the cops lately. So after experiencing, I'm sorry, this is true, the placement of a land anchor themselves, the balaclava, balaclava, I don't know what that is. Boot girls obtained a boot key from someone who manufactures the things. <laughs> they started offering their boot removal. Oh my God. I wonder how illegal it is just to own one of the keys, water. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they even made me uncomfortable. That was weird. They started off offering boot removal services for $50 each. Wow. Entrepreneurship. I'm all for it. Parking companies. Private property. Private booting companies are vexed about this, as you can imagine. Wow. Oh, wait. I just looked it up. Okay, wait a minute. While I was talking, I looked it up. Believe it or not, <clears throat> owning a boot key is not illegal. Wow. Here's what the public needs to know. Just a public announcement from yours truly here. Just so you know. If you use a boot key to modify, tamper, or disengage a booting device from a vehicle, I just looked this up. <laughs> Check this shit out. You could be charged with criminal trespass, theft of services, theft by taking, and property damage in the second degree, depending on the damage of the boot if they can't reuse or repair it, First degree. That's a goddamn felony. Yeah. Uh, unsurprisingly, lawmakers don't know what to do because this is the United States and lawmakers, they don't know what the fuck they're doing anyway. Georgia State Senator Josh McLaurin introduced a bill that would have banned booting, but it didn't advance. Why? Because <laughs> you got to punish people somehow. You don't want your car booted? Don't be an asshole. Don't double park. Pay your fucking meter. You know what I mean? It's not difficult to keep a boot off your car. People act like this shit is hard. But it didn't advance it hard. But it didn't advance. He's given up and plans to call for it again in the next session, advocating for paper tickets, controlled access. Oh, give me a break. Towing as alternatives. That ain't going to do shit. And people are going to complain about that too. But yeah, boot girls. I... I <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say here. You may be heroes among your humankind. You may be looked at with reverence. Look, down the street. It's a bird. It's a crane. It's a crazy asshole. No, it's the boot girl. <laughs> they should have their own uniform. Their own fucking theme song. You're heroes to some people. Just don't get caught. Just don't do it. Don't do it. You either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. That's from Batman. And we learn a lot from Batman, don't we, kids? I sure shit did. I learned stuff like that and some other things that I can't recall at the moment. But it's there. And I know that this song is from Superman. Do I give a shit? No, I don't! <laughs>
Because Superman is cooler than Batman. I, well, I don't know. Shit, that's a hard one. <laughs> I said hard again. I like Superman because his Audi underwear was way more prominent than Batman's. I'm talking like any, any era, take any era. Superman's undies on the outside, I mean, dude, you could see that fucking cod from a mile away. Batman's, you're gonna have to look pretty close. I want a superhero with an enormous cock. That's what makes a superhero to me. Helps me sleep at night. <laughs> if the phone calls were ever gonna happen, <clears throat> they're definitely happening this week. Happening this week. I just referred to Superman's cock off live on the air. So anyway, this is from Toronto.ctvnews.ca. <laughs> I purposely wanted that joke to go as far as I possibly could. I just wanted to keep going and just annoy the shit out of everybody. You still here? Very good. So let's continue. <clears throat> Ontario woman has no idea why 1,000 condoms were shipped to her house. God damn. Either somebody has... <laughs> it's very, very seldom. Very seldom. On this show, I'm at a loss for words. I don't even want to... I don't know what to say. A woman from Northern Ontario said she had no idea why a box was delivered to her home containing more than 1,000 Trojan Jimmy hats. We received this box that contained 30 boxes of rubbers. It had 34 in each package. We have no idea why they were sent to us. The only thing I could think of is that there's some store, you know, that was supposed to order them. And then they went to a lady. <laughs> Just a private individual. I, that's the only thing I could think of. Who the fuck needs that many? Damn. Is there a new some kind of like TikTok trend or something going on? This lady does not look pleased. She said she and her husband, you're married, <laughs> did not get any. <laughs> oh, boy. I bet he had some splaining to do, huh? She and her husband did get an email from Amazon. You can buy that on Amazon. That said the contraceptives were on the way, but they assumed it was a scam and ignored it. Nay, I say, twas not a scam. Twas real. <laughs> and they came to your house. <laughs> That's a lot. Holy shit. Is this a, like is this a fraud thing? Because you know, if you if if I were to defraud someone, I would gain something from it. You know what I mean? If you ship the product to the customer, I know they say that there's some fraud that happened. I just don't get it. Maybe I have to look into it or something because I've stolen I've read a lot of books about people stealing stuff when I was younger and I watched a lot of documentaries. And I don't know how that works. You know, if the person gets the product, what are you gaining from it? You know what I mean? Is something taped to the box? Do you have a little bit of Colombian Bam Bam taped under it and then the guy at the post office? Maybe that's all I can think of. That's a really good idea, actually. <laughs> I was worried about rent this month, but, you know, you got to do what you got to do. This is from sfgate.com. Physical fights erupt at an eviction party thrown by Berkeley Landlord Association. Shit, guys. 
I know eviction is a big part of the process. You don't want some fucking douchebag, you know, fuck uh, some fucking deadbeat staying in your place and you couldn't evict him. My landlord was talking about the same thing. I rent, and because of COVID and all that stuff that was going on, all that stuff that was a happen, you know, he couldn't evict anybody. And that sucks for him. This is how he makes his living. People forget that shit. Everybody's like, you know, landlords are the devil and they're horrible people. Fuck you, you. But they have a business to run just like anybody else. They got bills to pay. They got condoms to buy and mail to unknown people. They got rent to pay. They have Superman comics to read. I just keep thinking about it. Sometimes, have you noticed in the comics, it's kind of shiny too. I don't know what causes that. I thought Superman's costume was kind of clothy. But anyway. Freely celebrating precisely the topic implied by its title, and in precisely the unscripted, honest, and free-flowing fashion described, the Force Unscripted Podcast brings together fans of Star Wars to explore and unravel the mysteries of this globally celebrated franchise. Friends first, united by fandom, the four hosts of the Force Unscripted podcast delve into a multitude of lesser-discussed themes scattered between the canon and legends timelines to promise an entertaining listen that also shines light on aspects of the Star Wars realm you might not yet have contemplated. Founded in 2022, this relatively new podcast provides a fresh-headed analysis of Star Wars endeavors like the Ahsoka series, a two-part episode soon to come, as well as some in-depth explorations of the likes of Obi-Wan and Luke Skywalker, the former a multi-episode indulgence set to release in the coming weeks. The podcast hosts also release Q&A sections that allow listeners to connect and relate to them a little more, further revealing a genuine friend group and indeed some passionately infatuated roots that more than validate their authenticity on all things Star Wars. A must-hear for Star Wars fans past and present, The Force Unscripted keeps things natural, unedited, and open, providing a weekly go-to that will no doubt feel like a catch-up with close friends, both fictional and not. A link will be provided in this episode's description, so check it out. This is, yeah, they threw an eviction party. That goes a little over the top. I mean, if I was a landlord, I'd be excited too, but damn, that's some savage shit. Following altercations at a party celebrating the end of Berkeley's eviction moratorium Tuesday evening, the Berkeley Property Owners Association released a statement condemning the protests and voicing disappointment in the city of Berkeley and Berkeley uh, Police Department's response. Yeah, that is pretty savage. I, I gotta admit, I mean... Yeah, I'm all for humor and being cheeky and fun and saying, you know, fuck the deadbeats. But I got to say, I know, I know. Coming from me, this is kind of over the top. Cocktail party. Well, at least it was fancy. <laughs> if you're going to piss off everybody in the neighborhood, at least make it fancy. Serve them up a little bit of shrimp gels. The Berkeley Property Owners Association in celebration of the end of the city's eviction resulted in protests and even physical fights. Well, yeah. The event at Freehouse Tap Room was met with protests from local residents who stood on Bancroft Way chanting, See our might, see our power, landlords get no happy hour. That's pretty creative. I like that. 
See our might, see our power. Landlords get no happy hour. I like it. It's got a ring to it. It does. It does. Okay. Creative. I would give you an extra month's rent just for that. Be like, you know what? These motherfuckers are creative. They come up, they come up with that on the spot. You can come up with rent too, bitch. If you're so smart. But you know what? That was clever. I'll give it to you. That's what I would say. I would be the best landlord ever. Yep, they would hail me a lot. They would have that chair walkie thing with me, you know? And then I'd still evict their ass next. <laughs> Wait till the celebration's over. Be like, okay, get the fuck out. But, you know, that's what these guys are doing. That's, uh, who You got some balls doing that, Landlord Association. Did you guys hear about this? I'm getting this from The Independent, but this is absolutely everywhere in the news right now. Alien corpses shown to Congress as UFO expert forced to testify under oath. I'm not going to get all super political and ranty here with you. I'm just going to say one thing. What the fuck is a UFO expert? You're an expert in something that's unidentified? (laughs) Think about this shit. I'm a UFO expert. You're an expert in something that's completely unidentified. It's like you saying you're a ghost expert. We don't know what the fuck a ghost is. How the fuck could you be an expert in something we don't know what it is? (laughs) You know what I mean? Have you seen the photos of this thing? Alleged non-human alien corpses have been displayed, I'm serious, to Mexican politicians at the county's Congress. Yeah. More disclosure from the government. Apparently. Self-described UFO expert. And he's self-described too. This is looking shaky already claimed that two small corpses were retrieved from Cusco in Peru. They were presented in windowed boxes in Mexico City on Wednesday, stirring excitement within the UFO conspiracy theorist community, because why not? They get a fucking boner every time they see something that looks even remotely alien. I could draw a stick figure with big black eyes. They'd be like, oh my God, it's real. This thing, compelling at first glance, but the more I look at it, It looks like the Atari 2600 ET that somebody just made out of paper mache. I was like, that's it? If that's what aliens look like, (laughs) I can see why they don't come here. The It's just ridiculous. I'm no expert in aliens. Could it be real? Yeah, yeah, it could. Could be real. Could be. You, You never know. But this thing looks fake as a motherfucker. And here's the thing, too. Like I said, I'm not getting crazy and ranty on you. But I'm I'm telling you, man, when the government discloses anything, and I mean anything, especially something this big, if I were you, I would be shitting your pants. Wait, wait, that sounds like I would be shitting in your pants. Strike that, reverse it. If I were you, I would be shitting my pants. Good job, Billy, fucking idiot. If I were you, I would be shitting my pants because whenever the government discloses anything, especially this big, they're trying to distract you from something else. Do you really think those bastards are going to do shit like this out of the kindness of their heart or just so people have a right to know? No, no. They want your head to turn this way so they could do some gangsta shit over this way. Anybody who doesn't, who says any different doesn't know their ass from their elbow. Does this thing look real? Nay. They may, they did a DNA sample. Okay. Can I see something other than a shitty screenshot? I don't know, man. I'm just not buying it. I'm really not buying it. 
I'm like I'm no expert on aliens. I'm no self-described whatever expert like Mr. Guyface over here. But this thing looks it, it just looks like shit. It doesn't look like a biological entity at all. Looks like my ex-wife. This is from WTOV9. Family discovers pennies inside McChicken nut. Oh, oh, gross. What the fuck? Pennies inside local McDonald's chicken nuggets? How does that happen? Jefferson County, Ohio. Well, I know where to not eat at McDonald's. A family game night turned scary when they found pennies inside of a couple of local McDonald's chicken McNuggets. God damn it. Don't fucking ruin chicken McNuggets. Well, actually, that couldn't ruin chicken McNuggets for me at all. Do you ever see the, the, the photos that came out of that pink sludge shit? Like that pureed fucking grade F monkey meat that they said was unprocessed chicken McNuggets? That made me want them more. Matter of fact, when I saw that picture, I'm not shitting you. This is not a joke. When I first saw that picture, I went out and got chicken nuggets that day just to say, fuck you, fuck that picture, and everybody that looks like that picture. I don't care. I don't care. Penny, penny even. I'll dig the penny out. Time to eat. Chicken McNuggets. And it's not just because I'm a fat guy. It's not just because I'm built like a fucking manatee. No, Chicken McNuggets are the fucking balls. They could come out tomorrow and say that Chicken Nuggets are made from the remains of a Puerto Rican human fucking infant, and I would still eat them. Yeah, I would. That these are, you know, uh, victims of Guatemalan fucking war crimes pureed in a giant blender. I'd be like, sweet, let's go get some. <laughs> the Chicken Nuggets are the shit. Penny, though? Ooh. That, I don't draw the line, but the eyebrows are raising. The eyebrows are raising. That's crazy. Ugh, it's a fucking penny, dude. How does that happen? No reflection from our local McDonald's. It appears to happen in the manufacturing process. Yeah, someone dropped a bit of the pocket change into the pink shit. Oh, damn. No response yet from the company or the packing thing place that makes the pink shit. Nobody... Nobody said anything. Oh, man. Check your chicken nuggets. Before you bite, give it a, give it a little squeeze. <laughs> Just uh, give it a little pinch. Not on the outside. You don't want to pinch the outside. Okay? All right? You want to get a little meaty with it. Get it in the middle. When you got your thumb and forefinger down, circular motion. Clockwise, anti-clockwise, if you feel something hard, back off. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Public service announcement. Okay? I'm here to help. This is from Science Alert. U.S. teen dies after eating notorious spicy chip and viral challenge. I said this before, right? I didn't call this one water. Mmm. Mmm. Fucking, oh, I love water. But I called this. I didn't call this particular death. I remember... This was like 10 episodes ago. I said, I hope the fuck it doesn't happen. But it did. I said, man, you guys got to quit eating these fucking spicy ass chips if you don't know what your tolerance is. If you don't know your, you know, fucking food allergies, if you don't know your tolerance to spicy shit, got to fucking be careful, man. If you got any heart conditions, any cerebral conditions, these chips will kill your ass. I said it, didn't I? Nobody fucking believed me. 14-year-old boy from Massachusetts and the U.S. died this is tragic. Last Friday. It's just a 14-year-old, man. Whole life ahead of him. And no, this ain't a fucking joke. 
If you, this is Carolina Reaper, Naga Vipers in this fucking thing. You have any idea how hot these sons of bitches are? This is in the millions of Scoville units. If you have a heart condition, you're fucked. I mean, goddamn, you're eating a chip out of something that's shaped like a coffin. I'm not, I'm not joking here. This could cause stomach pains. This could cause like fucking massive indigestion. This could cause all kinds of fucking problems. Two million Scoville units plus another 1.4 million for the Naga Vipers. This is some dangerous shit. I'm serious, man. Uh, it's sad. It is. It's really sad. You got to know your fucking food allergies. You got to know your tolerances. You got to know your fucking health history. You got to know this shit. The body is preparing for the world to fucking hurt it, things it needs to fix, even before you eat them. Even smelling it can start the effects. This winds up inflammatory responses. The kickstart healing opens up your blood vessels like a motherfucker. So if you have a heart condition, guess what? Helps cool your vital organs. That's why it does that. Forces the digestive tract to release its contents. Like, immediately in some people. They start eating, and they shit themselves to death. That's not a joke. It fucking happens. This can narrow your arteries. It can damage the esophagus. It can physically fucking burn you. It's rare, but yeah, fatality. That's crazy. Packy took the high road. They issued a statement expressing condolences, withholding further comment, but the product is being removed from store shelves in the U.S. and only back to special order, which is good. Even though Packy put warning labels on the fucking package, they did their job. I don't think they should pull it from stores. They put warning labels on the package. When you see it, it could cause serious health conditions. Make sure to consult with your doctor before eating. That's all on the package. Now, because people don't fucking listen, they have to pull it from... No, just to me either. They're pulling it from shelves. That's crazy. Tragic. 14 years old. Motherfucker. That's pretty, that's pretty sad. Uh, let's see. Do we have room for... Do we have time for one more? One more? Can we do one more? Let's do one more. <laughs> Where's my fucking money? Today? I can't do a Goofy. I wish I could do Goofy. Oh, wait. That sounded bad, too. I don't want to do Goofy. Well, depends. <laughs> depends on how lonely I am and how long Cassie's been at work. <laughs> so ignore here. I can do Winnie the Pooh. Not like that. You know. I've been talking to you. I See, I can't do it right now because my throat's all fucked up. Now you're not going to believe me. Great. What are you laughing for, Piglet? Fuck you. Okay, Coralville man <laughs> who raced... I always want to hear Winnie the Pooh curse. You son of a bitch. Coralville man who allegedly raced an ambulance arrested for OWI. Did you hear that? Coralville man... <laughs> <laughs> allegedly <laughs> raced an ambulance arrested for OWI. How did he get a hold of said ambulance? Are those things just you walk into willy-nilly these days? Coralville Man. Where is Coralville at? It doesn't say. Great. So someplace on Earth called Coralville, someone stole a fucking ambulance. While, <laughs> while under the influence of various chemicals. Please say 25-year-old Jefferson Stack of Coral Court... I don't even know where that fucking is either. Can you please tell me where that is? That sounds stupid. Was called in a reckless driver just before 2 a.m. Wednesday. 2 a.m.? Shit. What the fuck, dude? Don't you sleep? 
Don't you have a family? Don't you have a fucking job? You want to get up to your crazy shit at 2 a.m.? That's a different kind of crazy right there. Shit. It's one thing being a fucking wacko, but at 2 a.m.? Damn. I'm not even... I'm so, I'd be suicidal at 2 a.m. Like, why the fuck am I awake? God damn. Traveling southbound on I-30 near the 8-mile marker. If you know where that is, and good... That's awesome, because I fucking don't. The reporting party inside the ambulance stated that he was all over the road as he tried to drag race the vehicle while it was on a call with lights activated. Oh, wait a minute. So did this guy work? For, did this guy work for the hospital, for the ambulance? Is this guy an EMT? No. It had to have been somebody that stole it. Wait a minute. Exited the interstate. Okay, I'm, I'm reading here. Red, red watery eyes, slowed speech, advised that he had been drinking earlier, performed poorly on field tests. He refused to PBT. Bad move right there. Or smart, depending on how you look at it. Subsequent data master showed his blood alcohol content at .087. Charged with first offense OWI, a fucking serious misdemeanor. Publishable by jail sentence. You can get up to a year for that shit. But here's the thing. Is he an ambulance driver or did he steal the thing? No. From what I'm seeing, this guy was actually the ambulance driver. If you see any further information on this, please let me know because I have questions. Either way, is it going to affect my life? No, but I still think it's funny. I need a good chuckle. I do. (laughs) Because after doing this show for six seasons... One million episodes. I'm seriously starting to lose my shit. I really do. I'm becoming... I'm going to be Florida man one day. You're going to find me in the back of a Burger King... Bur- bur- see, I can't even say it right. A burp, burp, burp. You're going to find me in the back of a Burger King, naked, playing with my duty, and talking like Skeletor. This show is going to drive me up the fucking falls, I swear to God. And that's all, friends. Special thanks to this week's sponsors who make this shit possible. Make sure to check out the link to our Patreon page in this episode's description, where as little as a dollar a month, you get everything from bonus episodes, ad-free episodes, Superman penis, giveaways of certain tiers, not that last thing, outtakes and bloopers, and a podcast just for the patrons. Yeah, who does that? That's fucking psychotic. Special thanks to the patrons, by the way. The Kunkel Homestead YouTube channel, Kristen Belt, Donald Haynes, Dillagaff, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate your patronage. The show wouldn't go if it wasn't for you. I'm dead serious. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And, uh, yeah, that is all we have. (laughs) Yeah. Bye-bye, my babies. I love you all. And be fancy. Whew. Yeah. I can't believe it. it uh, It took me forever to find out if that guy was the ambulance driver or if he wasn't. I still don't fucking know. Am I going to pull it up on Google? No. I got to poop. I got shit I got to (laughs) do. Literally. (laughs) That was funny. (laughs) 
Hey there, fellow seekers of meaning in this seemingly meaningless world. I want to introduce you to the captivating and thought-provoking Lost End Podcast. It's not your typical podcast. It's a journey through life-changing and otherworldly experiences, exploring the profound transformations they can bring. Imagine delving into the minds of people who have found meaning through extraordinary encounters like near-death experiences, psychedelics, astral projection, meditation, and even encounters with the supernatural. This podcast is all about unraveling the mysteries of existence, one story at a time. In each episode, they sit down with individuals who've navigated the labyrinth of life and emerged with new perspectives. From a former Mennonite who survived an overdose to a preacher turned psychedelic explorer, their stories will leave you spellbound or open the door to your own labyrinth. They're not just here for the during of these life experiences, they're all about the before and after, uncovering how they reshape lives. And here's the twist. They're not just passive listeners. They aim to replicate some of these experiences themselves, within reason, embracing the quest for their own lost end. If you're on a similar journey or have a story to share, they invite you to join them on this astonishing podcast adventure. So, if you're searching for meaning, questioning the status quo, or simply curious about the mysteries of life, tune into The Lost End Podcast and embark on a captivating voyage with them. You won't just listen, you'll experience, evolve, and explore the uncharted territories of existence. Don't miss out. Subscribe today and find your own path to the Lost End. All links to check out Lost End will be in this episode's description. 